Welcome to Lori Jewett Unscripted, the show where we talk to really awesome people and dive deep into their stories to share with you how they uncovered their hidden superpowers so you can learn how to identify and unleash yours. Here's your host, Lori Jewett. Welcome back, you guys. I am super excited today. I'm not the only one with an accent on the show, although hers is way prettier than my my southern slash northern slash whatever you want to call it accent. But today I am with Christine Ennis. Hopefully I said it right. Christine is the founder and CEO of The Corporate Escapists. From all, and she's from Australia and also um, has an awesome podcast that you guys should check out too. And of course, we'll drop the link and plug that a little bit in a bit. So first off, Christine, welcome. Thank you. And give us a little a, a short intro and then we'll have a fun conversation. Oh, thanks, Laurie. So excited to be here. Intro, where to start? I'm all about stories. So stories got me out of a place where... I didn't know who I was. I had what I call a not so gracious exit from corporate and a whole heap of other things happened in life, but finding stories that inspired me. So now I'm on a mission to share over a million stories by 2027 to inspire other people to ignite that conversation for them to find and follow their passion. And that's really what I'm about. What my business is all about is inspiring people just to do what they absolutely love. I love that. Oh my goodness. Our missions align absolutely so well. Um, Cause you know, mine is, I think we, we've messaged back and forth about it. That's perfect. Love it. It feels like everybody's just been put in place lately and all the missions are aligning. And I'm like, I love that. Cause it feels like yeah. all the stars are aligning when we're put on the right people. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the, that was a little bit about the inspiration, obviously, but about the, you know, when you did escape corporate and, what inspired that, if you don't mind going into that a little bit? Um, I call it a not so gracious. So I actually got diagnosed with two life-changing illnesses and it was sort of the first catalyst of everything to happen. I then realized I was in a toxic, unfixable marriage. I then had to file for bankruptcy. So it wasn't anything planned. However, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I had what I call a pity party for the first couple of years, the why me, poor me, everything's happening to me. But I changed it all around. And, you know, the last sort of four years has been even just a huge journey on personal development, getting to know who I am. And it's the real me, not that corporate identity that you're following somebody else's mission, purpose, values. I'm now following that for myself. So, a lot of people in my circle go, who are you? Because they don't know who I am anymore because I'm so completely different, like even different hair color. Like it's so crazy, but it's it's more now just, you know, I can see the signs that happened beforehand, but I didn't listen to it. And I'm like a spiritual person and I believe that the universe decided to send me what I call the Mac track of everything to make me actually you know, stop and recognize that I'm not on the right pathway. So funny that you said that. And I, I know there's a couple of listeners on, on here that are laughing because the same with me. I had, and now it wasn't anything near as life-changing as everything went through, but I had a very life-changing event um, a year ago, last week actually. And it changed everything. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like truly it can be if you let it be. It can also, like you said, we, all, we have a pity party. Um, I had my, I don't think I got out of bed for like a month and a half, but then I did and realized, oh wait, this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. And, um, you just kind of like, I don't know, 
Uh, we watch a lot of Disney movies. So in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking, I saw the light or whatever. The uh, Tangled song. Maybe it's just because it's Tangled. Because my daughter is 16 years old and still watches that about four times a week. <laughs> Her poor boyfriend gets so sick of it. But, so, you know, tell me a little bit about what kind of advice you give people. Like, what if someone is in that space, maybe, let's say, because a lot of people are, right? And that don't even know it. So let's start with that, actually. What are some signs that people might be in that space and maybe need to snap out of the pity party or whatever it is in their life? Because everybody's different. Yeah. I think the the biggest thing that I'm now reflecting back is everything just felt so hard. Like even how I was showing up, like I would, I put on, like I call it my suit of armor. I was, you know, making sure I had the designer suits, the designer handbags, all that sort of stuff. I was pretending to be somebody else. And by the end of the day, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. So if you feel exhausted, if you just feel like everything is an effort, then potentially you may not be on the right pathway. And to know that right now that where you're at is exactly where you need to be. And it's probably the hardest thing that you will ever have to recognize or accept because we just always want more of everything or we think that our life should be something completely different. But if you can just step back and just go, okay, so every lesson has brought me to where I am. What can I learn from it? Is this the pathway that I want to go on? And just start asking yourself questions because you you it's your life. You have the right to change it. And I think we get so caught up in society thinking of what we should be doing, whereas it's literally like the three words, it's your life. And we just allow other people to write our story. I absolutely love that. And you're right. I mean, society does tell us so many things, right? And it's funny that you even mentioned like your clothes, you know, feeling uncomfortable in the nice designer clothes because I... Um, my husband and I owned an insurance agency for 17 years, I think. And I felt like I had to do that. I had to dress up. And then I started, I, the day came even before like the big change came in our lives. I, um, the, the day came where it was like, wow, this isn't me. And I started wearing like, I mean, I wasn't dressing bad or anything, but I was more comfortable, right? Nice t-shirt and a blazer instead of like the button up. Cause I don't like things touching my, my neck. I'm weird like that. Like the button up collars. I don't see how people do it. Men with a tie. Oh, I feel bad for them. I'm like, I would feel like I'm I was the same. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, I like get I claustrophobic. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny though. Cause this one, I like, I just threw this t-shirt on this morning and I'm like, Oh, I like this um, because it doesn't touch my neck, but that's, you know, it seems silly to even like talk about that as maybe like a, the beginning of a life change, but it really was. I started dressing differently. I started just being myself. And you know what? My ideal clients started coming to me naturally because people are attracted to authenticity. And when you are authentically you, and sometimes it's a process, right? Sometimes it's not overnight. But at least if you're making that effort, you're going to be attracted to people that are going to help you become even more authentically you. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. At least I think so. I totally agree with that. I mean, the... The more you shine your light, the more people are going to be naturally attracted to you. I mean, I was just out taking my dog for a walk and, you know, walking out with her with the light and like all the moths were coming to it. Like that's literally how you should be. You know, the moths, like everything should just be attracted to your light. I, that's a beautiful way to say it. I love that. I was thinking like a lighthouse, but not yeah. 
not but well i don't i don't know about you but most of us don't live near a lighthouse so no. <laughs> we all get annoyed by moths right yeah at least yeah yeah well here it's horse flies in my yard because we have three horses so <laughs> people will be attracted to you like horse flies and sound good <laughs> um so what you know what what would you say is a an overall because obviously like we said we're all different but an overall like starting point on finding you know your on writing your story the way you want to write it or you worded it beautifully earlier and I think I just butchered that but you get the point so I'm gonna let you take up I think there's a couple of steps to it I'm a big believer that you need to own your story and it took me a long time and like especially like to say that I was bankrupt because I'm thinking well if my clients knew that I was why would they want to come and work with me but when you don't own your story, you are still living in shame and guilt. And what that means is that somebody else is literally like, if you think of a pen, like somebody else is still writing your story. So until you take ownership of your story of where you're at, somebody else has got control on, you know, your destiny, like your relationships, all those different things. So it's not that you have to go and share it to the world like I do. You, it, the only thing and the only person that needs to own it is you. And if you can stand in the mirror and just say, this is what happened and actually forgive yourself for everything, that's the first turning point. Because if somebody says, you know, I, I'm like, I'm going to an event tomorrow. And if someone goes, oh, well, who would want to work with Christine? She's being bankrupt. Who would want to work with Christine? She's being twice divorced. But that doesn't hurt anymore because I own it. Like. That's part of me and my story that's also made me to who I am today. And I really love who I am. So I think owning it is the very first part. It's the hardest part um, that you can do. But if you just start going through your life of all the different things that have happened, and it's not just don't go all the doom and gloom stuff, look at all the amazing things that happened as well and own it going, yeah, I did that. Like, how great is that? Um, and just the things that may not be so good, you know, just say, I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. It's the hopo ponono prayer. I can never say it properly, but you know, you just say it to yourself. And if you forgive yourself, it just releases so much like a, this energetic connection from yourself and to anybody else that has it over you. That's literally where I would start. It's the hardest thing, but it's the most rewarding, um, place to start. That's absolutely like one of these days and i say this on here all the time i just gotta go find it one of these days i'm gonna bring my carpool karaoke mic in here so i can drop it because every once in a while there's just a mic drop moment and um editing team if you're listening to this would be really cool to do that um i don't know if they can i don't even know what a mic drop sound sounds like but <laughs> you're at, i mean you're absolutely right and there's somebody in my life that i'm thinking right now i actually am gonna play this for them even before it airs because this won't air for probably about five or six weeks but I have someone in my life right now that needs to hear that from somebody that's not me, that you have to forgive yourself. And that took me, I, I mean, I have a mentor that forced me to do it. He got on Zoom with me and took me through a NLP, a neuro-linguistic programming exercise and made me do it. Because even though I felt like I was like, like just playing the blame game with myself. And it's crazy that we do that. You know, we... So my husband and I are very involved in church. And last night, there was a lesson at church that was about the, your inner battle and the, the the war we have with ourselves. And, you know, pastor asked, and we had in this room last night, we had a, we had everybody from 
14 all the way up to, I don't know, probably 70s. And he asked, you know, who's your worst critic? And, you know, the younger ones get it because they've always heard you are your own worst enemy. But, you know, they're thrown out. Oh, this or whatever. But if we don't forgive ourselves, we're going to keep saying that I'm not worthy because and that's dangerous. So I love what you just said. That was beautiful. Um, you know, and I think people just have to realize that. And it, it may this may not be the time that you and I get somebody to like get that to click. But we're planting seeds. Eventually, something's going to happen and they're gonna be like, oh, that's the first time I've ever heard that. And that annoys me, but it's reality. Yeah, <laughs> Anybody who has look, kids knows that, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think this is why, you know, there's so many, you know, if you look at different coaches out there, like we all are pretty much saying very similar things, but we just say it in our own unique way. And that way is going to resonate with somebody. So find like, you know, I am such a big believer now with working with coaches and mentors and, you know, find someone who can make you sort of sit up just for that moment and take notice of what they're saying um, because they're the ones that you need to work with and they're the ones that are going to change your life. Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, to picking a coach, and I've talked about this on here a couple of times, I, everybody needs something different in a coach. Somebody needs the rah-rah coach. I need a little bit of rah-rah. I need the sandwich method. I mean, I need the, hey, you did this awesome job. But what's next? The The day my book released, two of my coaches reached out to me. Fantastic. So proud of you. As soon as I hit bestseller, I hit bestseller. And these guys are like, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. You did it. What's next? What's next? What, instead of letting me be stagnant and like just because it is easy you do something big like that and then you I, you get a um i mean it's almost like a hangover i guess a success hangover yeah. is what one of my coaches calls it and he was adamant that i was not going to get stuck in the success the success hangover and i did for like a week i just was lost i'm like well i don't know what to do now and this is my vision board coach and he's like you know what to do you made a board it's literally right behind my laptop right now he's like you know you know the vision and the goals and i'm like but what's next so Having yeah, the right I people can. that know how to talk to you is huge. And yeah, they say you can hear the, the, the same thing 500 times, but when you hear it from someone at the right time in the right way with the right intention, I think is important too. Because mm. people will tell you that to try and sell you crap all the time, but it, it's not going to sink in. But when someone tells you like just with the right intention that you know they want to help, I think it clicks. Does that make sense? Yeah, abs no, absolutely. I mean, I'm such a big, believer that you have to align yourself with the like your coach that has the similar values with you because they're going to be on the same pathway as you however they're going to push you to greatness in mm. that way that aligns you with your values and you know one of my coaches she said to me she goes well I know what your love language is mm -hmm. so she knows that like words of affirmation and all that sort of stuff is like my thing so she'll send me messages going I love you and you know I, I think you're amazing and you know all those different things but then she can also call me out and yes. tell me when I'm not doing what I need to do um so I think if you can, in every aspect of your life, if you know what your values are and you align yourself with to the right people that have the similar values, they don't have to have absolutely everything because you're not going to find somebody. Um, but if they just align with like your top three values, then there's somebody who's going to get you and they're going to be your biggest supporter 
But I think also someone who needs to be your bigger supporter also needs to call you out when you are not being your true self. Absolutely. And it's like you, I don't remember exactly how you worded it, but essentially the, um, you know, you do listen when they, when they call you out because they show you the love and that they care enough to learn that. And that's me. I have a very, very tender heart. And somehow God has sent me all of these people in my life that protect me. I I am surrounded by, I think the Bible calls them shield bearers, but um, I'm surrounded by people that protect me. And because they protect me and show me love in the ways that I, that it works for me. And I'm not saying that everybody has to adapt and adjust for me or you or anybody else, but we, it is helpful to be mindful of people. And I can't expect, let's just say my husband, I can't expect my husband to love me in my love language if I'm not loving him in his, right? We can't adjust the whole world just for Lori. I I recently learned that. It sucked. Um, just kidding. But actually, I learned that when I was like 17, that the world doesn't revolve around me. And it's like, what? Um, yeah. My daughter is in the middle of that realization <laughs> right now. So, but basically, you know, if you have people that love you and show you and make the effort to communicate with you, it makes those, you know, butt kicking moments so much more impactful because I'm telling you, if you, if you're looking at me, let's say you're my coach and you're like, okay, well, Lori, the book's done. It's time. You said you were going to do the companion journal, do the companion journal. Uh, you've been in this, on this, uh, course for a week and you haven't started your thing. If that's all you're giving me, then yeah, you're not going to reach me. But if you're like, Hey, it looks like you guys are, have been so busy. You had so much fun at the horse show. Um, blah, 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 blah. I saw you got stepped on by a horse, which is not pleasant. I don't recommend it. But I've been raising a horse kid for 16 years and it just happened the first time. So yay me. Um, but you know, if someone acknowledges those things, even if it's just like quickly acknowledging something they saw on Facebook, then they can kick my butt and I will listen. And exactly. I, I think that's so important to have those people find those people and know that it is okay that every coach or mentor isn't for you because I promise you they're not. <laughs> oh, look, I I've had Every coach, like I've always learned something, whether or not they're for me and how much money I've invested. Like even the top ones that I've invested a lot of money, they may not have been the right ones, but I've learned something yeah. from it. And, you know, those lessons may not come straight away. They might come a year down the track when you're ready for it. But I think that the key thing is, you know, don't shut yourself off to any opportunity Like if you can go, okay, well, I'm open to it because if you go into any situation in life and you're just going, nope, I'm just, you know, it's like having the horses with the blinkers on, you know, like they just know that's it. But if you take those blinkers off, like there's so much more out there. And I think this is, you know, with anything in life and especially like even if you go into business, like be open to any opportunity because you never know where it's going to lead you. Another one of those mic drop moments. Yeah. And it, it's so funny because in my life, I've seen that happen. And I never, ever would have thought ever in my entire life that I would have gone from owning an insurance agency to being a youth group leader. And it is like working at the church fulfills me. It is. It just it fills me up. Not financially at all, but emotionally, spiritually, like all of the other ways mm-hmm. I get filled, you know, filled to the brim. And I never, ever thought that that would be me. I mean, we just had, um, so our small little town and we we're in a very small little town. We just had our second high school junior commit suicide in three months, three months. And I was the first person that three teenagers reached out to 
that filled my cup because I'm like, okay, you know what? All the like the multi six figures and all that was great. But in this situation, three kids see me as their safe space and know that I'm going to lead them in the right, you know, right direction. Like that filled my cup. And I, but I never, Mm -hmm. ever, my blinders were on. I never, ever, I didn't even go to church before this, Christine. Like, where is this all coming from? But all of the stars aligned. And like you said, all the things that I learned from the mentors that I spent way too much money with that at the time wasn't right. I didn't realize I was learning biblical principles. They were just worded a little bit differently. And it seemed like everything that I say, my pastor is like, where's that in the Bible? I'm like, that's not in the Bible. And he's like, yes, it is. Look it up. And so all those little things that I learned all kind of led to this. So you're absolutely right about taking the blinders off and be open to to the possibilities. And there's possibilities everywhere. I mean, you talk about, you know, you know, going to church. Like I, I went to church when I was younger and I now follow spirituality. And it's really interesting because when I have this conversation, people are going, oh, but you're not a Christian. And I'm like going, but there is so much interlude with it. Like I believe in a higher power. So yes, I do believe that there is something else out there that is bigger than all of us. So regardless of who you believe in, there is a higher power that is guiding us every single day. And whether you believe that's God, spirituality, it's whoever else it is, there is a higher power out there that is guiding us. And if you are then so closed off to that, that's when the opportunities don't come or you don't see them. Yeah, they'll be falling in your lap and you don't even realize it. So absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Well, before we get to wrapping up, I have two more questions. The first one, well, okay. I guess technically they're both questions, but um, what what is something that you have in your life viewed as a deficit or a negative, but eventually realized it was a superpower that you could use to make an impact? I know I've answered this to you, but I'm going to probably change it because um, this question came up the other day. So when I was younger, I was called Foghorn and that was because I was so loud. But now I realize that that was my superpower because I actually had something to say. And now I have a platform where I get to share stories. So it's really interesting that, you know, what I was, you know, I was called a name when I was younger and told that I was too loud and told, oh, you need to be quiet, you know, and it was a thing growing up, you know, children were seen but not heard and, you know, all this sort of stuff. But now it's just like, you know what? Hey, I got something to say. So I will go and do a video. I will, you know, I go on podcasts. I have my own podcast. I have my own magazine, like all this sort of stuff. So I get to now share my own truths and my stories, but stories of other people to give them a voice. Cause I know what it's like when somebody knocks you down and not give you that voice for you to speak your truth. I love that answer. And yeah, it can be, I mean, the answers I've been getting since I started asking that question have been so diverse and I love it so much. One of these days, I'm either, well, I was going to say, I'm I'm probably going to hire somebody to mishmash them all together as like one episode because it's really cool thinking of all all the things that people hid from the world for a time because they were told they were supposed to by Mm -hmm. society that now they're using to just make a huge impact on the world. So yeah, I'm sorry that you got picked on. Kids are mean. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> kids, kids are the worst. Yeah, yeah. Good for you for working through it and figuring out how to how to use it to to help people. So, and then the last thing is just: is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to leave everybody with, or if we even if we did touch in it on it, and you want to dive in a little bit deeper? Look, I would just say be kind to yourself. I think 
like if you sit there and you know we talked to you know you were talking about how you know we're worse pretty but if you were to throughout the day actually take note of how you're speaking to yourself like even if you stub your toe and you're like going oh you idiot like no let's not because you would never talk to your best friend that way so how about we start talking to ourselves with that more kindness and more respect um because you know your everyone is so beautiful so unique such a a beautiful human being that our words matter and they matter not only to other people but they matter to ourselves yeah absolutely and one thing i learned was the subconscious doesn't have a sense of humor so even if we like (laughs) talk down on ourselves our subconscious hears that as truth you're an idiot you're too loud you're too this you talk too fast all of those things we're feeding that to ourselves and then we start to believe it yeah and that can be very dangerous yeah Yeah, absolutely because it doesn't know the truth but you know so i mean i do visualizations and i visualize so many different things because your brain doesn't actually know what's real and what's not real isn't it crazy the human brain is fascinating i love it i love it yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh well this has been so much fun i appreciate you coming on and you guys we've got like a 10 hour time difference so for Christine is up super late to do this. I appreciate you. Thank um, you. Yeah. So I will, um, I guess we'll wrap it up. I had a question. About, so my, my superpower is my ADHD. Something popped in my head. I was going to ask and then it floated away. Sorry. Um, but so if I message you later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought of a great question. We have to do another episode. Don't yeah, be let's do it. Totally done that. <laughs> but all right. Well, thank you, Christine, for being here. I appreciate you. And thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Lori Jewett Unscripted. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss an episode. As always, please share this with someone that needs to hear it. We'll be back next week with another interesting superhero.